640 Handle here, uh, July 21 on a Thursday. Last day of uh, the convention. Boy, what a nothing conventional about this convention. Yeah, that's pretty clever, isn't it? Well done. Thank you. All right. So uh, covering the convention for KFI are, uh, of course, uh, Gary and Shannon, their show from 10 to 2. And then from 2 to 6, John and Ken are also live at the convention. Uh, John is uh, there right now. Uh, John, good morning. Hey, Bill. How are you? I am good. Uh, and you're enjoying the weather, I'm assuming, right? It's uh, hot and humid. Yeah, it's uh, what I. Uh, it's the jungle out there, so to speak, in many different ways. Yeah. All right, I am looking at uh, you out on the street, you and Ken out on the street, uh, and I think it was yesterday. And uh, there's a video, and it's on the Facebook page, and 300 and uh, something comments uh, as of uh, yesterday. I mean, people obviously responding to it. And here's what I'm looking at: uh, you guys, or I'm not looking at. You guys didn't seem to find the kind of crazies that we thought were going to be there. Uh, we thought it was going to just be a circus. And the ones you did find, at least for uh, the first uh, 10, 15 minutes that I saw, were actually rational crazies. I mean, you had to be disappointed. I sure was. <laughs> there, There is not the huge crowds that... Uh that everybody was expecting and that they, they spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars to hire thousands and thousands of police, you know, to defend the arena from. And and maybe having all those police scared a lot of people away. Some people think it's the open carry law. The protest leaders say that when their followers found out that people were going to be openly carrying legal guns, they said, well, we're not going to come. Yeah, that we're makes sense. That. Uh, did you see many people with guns? Uh, actually, I saw a guy yesterday. We were walking up there. The, the protest area is where there's this Civil War memorial, this huge sculpture is, and there and there's steps around it. And we're walking up the steps, and I look up, and I said to Ken, hey, hey, look at that. And the guy had some kind of semi-automatic uh, weapon on his back, some kind of rifle. And I said, is that real? Is that a toy? But it's not. People really were carrying these things around. And the day before, and I think Alex Stone from ABC got some video of this, there were, there were two guys, uh, one of them dressed uh, clearly as a Muslim, and they were walking around with loaded semi-automatic weapons on their chest to prove the point that this is America, I can be a Muslim, and in Ohio, I can carry a loaded automatic weapon. When uh, you saw these guys with weapons, and I'm assuming the police were really close uh, and watching them, was there any indication that there was going to be violence and anybody could could have pulled out a gun? That's what my assumption was, that at no. some point some crazy ass was going to pull out a gun. No. No, no, no there's been very, very little violence. Um, we, saw, we saw none. And I know while we were on the air, there was a urine-throwing festival between the KKK, Black Lives Matter, and the Westboro Baptist Church. So people had brought cups of urine. They were tossing urine on each other. And then um, the incident yesterday, which I got I got caught up in. I actually couldn't get inside the arena for half an hour. Um, I, I missed the incident, though, by about 10 minutes. You know, some, some whack jobs tried to set fire to the American flag. Uh, which there were a bunch of communists. Yeah, which they're allowed to do. 
I mean, uh, lighting lighting uh, a flag on fire is totally protected political speech, and the cops would actually protect those people, but it got a little out of hand. Uh, the fun well, part yeah, is, it, they, didn't one guy light did himself it. on fire? Um, yes, they started catch. I think more than one guy started catching fire, yeah. And the cops didn't look at it as protected speech. Uh, they, uh, hundreds came in and put out the fire and uh, scuffled with the guys and arrested them and dragged them off. See, the, the cops are not uh, – we got shouted at for not, for not crossing the street quickly enough, for not getting off the sidewalk last night as we were trying to get to a restaurant. They you, just one, – one cop just went nuts yelling at us. Really? So, you know, they're, they're, this, is, this is a police state. I mean, it's a peaceful police state, but uh, it is impossible to describe the miles of highway barriers and eight-foot-tall metal cages, and they've created this labyrinth, this long maze that, it, you know, it, it, it took almost an hour to walk a mile because you simply you can't navigate. There, there, nobody, nobody can drive. You, you can't bike. Uh, it's, it's like East Berlin. It's just they, they shut down everything, everywhere. So it was got cops lining every storefront, every restaurant. So it wasn't a matter of getting through the crowds. Uh, that was fairly easy, if I understand correctly. It was a matter of just trying to navigate uh, this maze of police and barriers. Do I have that right? Yeah. Well, you, you know, I, I've never actually been in, in, in the downtown of Cleveland before, so I don't know the city. And you try to navigate, and you you know you have your Google Map guide, but 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 there's so many streets blocked off that you just can't get anywhere. I mean, eventually you do, but you have to keep asking questions. And they say, well, you got to go three blocks down that way, and then make a right turn and make a left, and you just have to walk around the big perimeter of barriers yeah. that they put up. All right, what do you so, guys? You know, I'm sorry, what do you guys plan on doing this afternoon? Any any uh, specific plans uh, for the last day of the convention? Uh, you know, we're, we're, every day we just do our, our walk. Uh, we, we take the microphones and the camera and we go wandering around to see what we can find. All right, John, we'll be listening uh, this afternoon starting at 2 o'clock until 6. And uh, uh, you know, we, need, we need more crazy people, John. Uh, you and Ken have a way of uh, attracting uh, the lunatics, which makes uh, your show so spectacular. And, uh, Thank you. Th- yeah, and I mean that. And they're just not out there. I, you know, I would have paid anything to see a cop instead of trying to put out a fire on one of these guys who uh, started self-emulating. Just take out a stick with a with a marshmallow. <laughs> no, they're they're not in that mood. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay, okay, John. Uh, this afternoon, two to six o'clock, and we'll be listening to uh, John and Ken. All right, great fun. All right, coming up. You know what I want to do. I want to go back and revisit some of uh, what happened yesterday. I'm watching uh, the various news uh, outlets right now, and this whole thing with Ted Cruz and what he did last night is dominating. I have yet to see a word or a picture of Mike Pence this morning. Nothing. It's like he doesn't exist. Just that one picture of Trump air kissing him. Yeah, and that, that's that it. One little meet and greet, and that's it. Right and it was, end. and it's more about the air kiss than it is about Mike Pence, of course. Uh, does anybody know, uh, incidentally, that Mike Pence is the vice presidential nominee? You have any idea exactly who? All right, I want to talk a little bit about that before Neil Savedra comes aboard at nine thirty for the Fork Report. 
This is KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640 handle here. Uh, July 21 on a Thursday. Last day of uh, the Republican convention. And tonight it'll be uh, Donald Trump accept, expect, accepting the nomination and uh, a very anticipated speech. Last night it was supposed to be a very anticipated speech. Certainly not to the extent of tonight. But it was uh, actually to introduce Mike Pence to all of us the man who is uh, the vice presidential nominee, and show us uh, a little bit who he is. And I think he did that to an extent. You know, he described himself as a Christian, a conservative, a Republican, in that order, as he says. And there's a whole world to uh, the fundamentalist, uh, the, 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 the Christian view of uh, politics. And I've always had a hard time with that when religion is uh, the most important part and everything else follows can you imagine if there was a Jewish candidate saying, I am a Jew and I am a moderate or liberal or conservative and I am a Republican slash uh, Democrat or, God forbid, a Muslim ever running for office? I am a Muslim. Uh, you, you see where I'm going with that. I've always had a hard time with religion being part of politics, and I really believe they should be separated. But. Uh, That's my own uh, personal Michigas, as they say in Yiddish. All right. So now, a couple things happened and didn't happen. First of all, Mike Pence, who should have been the star of the show last night, was totally swept under the rug by Ted Cruz. Who it's the dynamics of that are spectacular because uh, a couple things. Let's talk about Ted Cruz. Big balls. I mean, big brass ones. I, I have to give it to him on that is that he put at risk his entire career, and I don't know whether he knew it or, knew it or not, but uh, he can kiss a goodbye as far as the Republican Party is concerned, uh, only because he had, number one, promised to support the nominee, and that was done when they first started, uh, the, the 17 people uh, first started running for office. There it was, the promise. Donald Trump refused to promise initially, and then he went ahead and signed on. And so clearly uh, he broke his word. That's it. Broke his promise. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you can ask Chris Christie who said that. He goes, he broke his promise. He's a liar. Now, Jeb Bush and John Kasich also broke their promise to a lesser extent. They just refused to be there at the convention and have said they're not going to endorse the nominee. But you promised to endorse the nominee. Well, eh, not when it comes to Donald Trump. You know, we would endorse the nominee if it wasn't Donald Trump. Well, come on, guys. You know, really? But that's what makes this run of Donald Trump so unique. Why he is such an outlier. Because he's actually going to go into this race without the benefit of a lot of the Republican hierarchy. I mean, there is if there's not a dump Trump movement anymore, which there is not, of course, there's still plenty of I won't vote for Donald Trump. And so he walks in at a huge disadvantage in terms of support of the Republican Party, which you have to have to win the presidency unless you're Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, I'm going to argue that Donald Trump being disliked 
by so much of the Republican Party is an advantage to him. He is Donald Trump running for president. The fact that he's a Republican is actually incidental to the process. I mean, he really isn't that much of a Republican. When you think of how liberal or how conservative he is, he really isn't. He's not religious in the least. He's totally secular. Planned Parenthood, yeah, you know what? I think they do a lot of good things. Well, no, I won't fund it uh, because of the political climate. You watch. When he comes back, he'll fund it. Not the abortion part of it, but he'll do it exactly the same as is going on right now. He's fine with that. He talks about undoing NAFTA and undoing the Pacific Trade Agreement. Uh, is that going to happen? Uh, yeah, who knows? I think he's going to be a realist. He said, as a matter of fact, it was yesterday or today, that he is not going to back NATO because uh, the other countries aren't paying their fair share. Really, NATO is at the heart of the U.S.-European alliance when it comes to fighting off, particularly Russia, which has become far more belligerent, has in, has more so than in decades. And he is effectively saying, you know what, Europe, you're sort of kind of on your own. I mean, real? Uh, I don't know. You know, as I said earlier, uh, if you vote for Donald Trump, you are taking uh, a big chance as to where this country is going to go. If you vote for Hillary Clinton, the Republicans are absolutely right. You're going to get exactly what we've had before. Really, you're going to get a modified Barack Obama presidency. Which, if nothing else, Barack Obama is going to go down in history, I think, as a very weak president. Times have changed. Barack Obama has not. It's, I believe it's going to take a president who can change with the times and say, okay, we've got a whole new world order going on, and we have to spin and look at America's role in the world and within ourselves in a whole different, in a whole different way. It's sort of Mal- Malcolm Gladwell in terms of we're looking at it wrong. We've got to look at it in a different direction. Hillary Clinton does not have that ability. Donald Trump does. Problem is, Donald Trump may look uh, may look at it and just screw us up completely. Hey, there's a roll of the dice. Welcome to the most interesting race that I have ever seen in the run for the presidency. All right, coming up, it's Neil Saavedra and some big chain restaurant store, uh, restaurants, as a matter of fact, a lot of them are in a fierce battle. And uh, Neil will talk about that when we return. KFI AM 640. This is the Fork Report. Should you drink a cab or a port? Is your cook time too short? Does your kitchen need a sort? Find out on the Fork Report. And this is uh, KFI Handle here, uh, July 21 on Thursday. Uh, Before we jump in uh, with Neil, a quick reminder, this Saturday... Right after Handle on the Law, I'm inviting you to join me for a Cunning Dental seminar, uh, lunch included. It's free, and uh, you'll meet the patients who got new permanent teeth in a day because uh, you have uh, decayed, loose, missing teeth, and you look like crap. And you may want to change that. You can see how that's done at Cunning Dental. If I was in charge of this event, I would make sure all of the food was really crunchy, like, you know, all kinds of seeds and nuts and stuff like that, and really show them what they need. Justin does the diabetes center, 
and it's a it's a dinner seminar. What they don't tell you, it's all desserts. Oh boy! All right, uh, dial pound two fifty on your cell and just say uh, cutting dental pound two fifty on the cell and say cutting dental. Please make reservations for the free lunch seminar at Dr. Cunning New Permanent Teeth in a Day. All right, Fork Report segment brought to you by Stonefire Grill. Go to a Stonefire Grill between 11 and 2 p.m., 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., and try their seven weekday lunch specials for just $7 each. Stonefiregrill.com. Neil, big wars amongst the fat, the the actually not the fast food chains, uh, the food chains, right? Well, a little bit of everybody. Any of the chains, uh, restaurants that are in existence right now seem to be battling. And if you watch any television, you can see the commercials and how things are changing. Some of the more recent ones, uh, you have McDonald's. They're testing fresh hamburger patties, and I know that sounds. Kind of hilarious. It's like, well, what were you giving us before? Frozen hamburger patties. It was the frozen. So that's uh, in comparison to the frozen ones. So that started in Dallas. They're testing that out. Last year, they switched from using margarine to butter, which is a big deal. So instead of using the margarine, now if you get an Egg McMuffin or something, um, the spread on there is real butter. And you can tell the difference. Uh, But that was, you know, a little bit of changes here and there. And the reason is there's just a smaller share, and the share of people that will even eat there uh, are smarter. People know what's in mm. their food, and they want to know what's in their food. It seems like uh, these changes are incremental. Uh, there are no great big uh, announcements made. For example, the Doritos Taco at Taco Bell exploded. A brand new it concept. It saved them. Uh, yeah, it saved them. They really were having uh, trouble. They're a local company here in Irvine. Um, they were really struggling with their Taco Bell brand, and and it turned them around. It, so, and this is why it's incremental, or why it seems it's almost like when you see somebody, um, you know, famous or something, they get a movie, and all of a sudden you go, "Wow, they, overnight success." That's crap. People have been, you know, fighting and struggling to to get auditions and all these things long before we ever see them, right? Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He working was... for years Absolutely. in doing auditions and pilots. Yeah. Before you get something that hooks and then it makes you a common name. Well, likewise, uh, you would not believe the money and the time that goes into this. Most of these changes, even these seemingly small changes, take two to three years of development to even make that change. For instance, wait a sec, margarine to butter, two to three years. Well, they have to find. Um, they have to find for consistency. They have to find a manufacturer that they can use at the multiple franchises. Then they have to find a butter uh, recipe that they like. How much salt it has in it. Also, the caloric content. How is this going to change? All these things have to be thought of. And what about uh, those that are, uh, you know. Uh, don't do dairy. How do we, you know, modify or whatever? There's a lot of different things that go into this that you wouldn't think. So most recently, and there's a lot going on, you also had Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. You probably see these commercials advertising uh, their new biscuits that are fresh in store using real buttermilk. And what we think is like, well, yeah, that's what most people, that's how my grandmother made it. That's how my mom makes it. You put buttermilk in them, Right. Well, this is becoming a big deal because the cost of ingredients and what it takes to make these uh, really skyrockets. Also, Denny's just this past week, uh, I think it was Tuesday of last week, they 
started making fresh pancakes. Yes. So I mean, ma- making the batter there at the store. But here's the deal. Now, you and I have had uh, Denny's pancakes. We've sure. eaten at Denny's together. They're not bad. Some, yeah, okay. you know, they're they're fine. Some people think they were a little too spongy and not enough, you know, cakey enough. Well, they they spent a crudload of money, five million dollars in ingredients, to recalculate, reformulate their recipe. And now, if you they're they're massive. They're at least twice as thick as the originals. And really, what they were adding, instead of a dry mix that they added water to. And stirred it up, which like is like we do. Yes, which is home. usually made up of a, of a dry milk, uh, salt, um, sugar, and um, like baking powder. That's basically what's in those things. And then you add the water, the dry ingredients uh, to the wet or wet ingredients, dry ingredients. That's what they were doing. Uh, now they've got buttermilk, they've got eggs, they've got vanilla. These are real ingredients going into them. It seems silly, but that's. What the change is, and they're dumping loads of cash well, into it because this, they're competing against yeah. everybody else. And th- these are your grandmother's pancakes. At this point, yeah. No. They they really were delicious. I tried them uh, last week. That's what I heard. You were telling me that, and I've got to jump in on, and try them. Uh, and, I, you know, I was just thinking uh, that uh, the focus testing on the various recipes, have to go, thing. Cr- they have to go crazy on those. Do you know, on average, when, you know, you hear about a new burger or a new sandwich that pops up at one of these places, right? On average, it takes two to two and a half years for research and development on that. Taste testing, focus grouping, um, tracing all of the the ingredients to make sure that they can get them to make what they need. And I think the cost is somewhere around $2 million. And 80 to 85% of these never see the light of day. I mean, they're like, constantly trying. It's like uh, television pilots. Well, I'll tell you something interesting, though. What the, Many years ago, McDonald's was going through all this, trying to come up with new sandwiches. None of them were working. None of them were going really to, to market. And you know what they did? They said, well, we already know they love our fries. Why don't we just ask people if they want some more fries for a quarter? And it worked. Supersizing was a big deal until it started getting bad press through yeah. Supersize Me, the documentary, and things like that. But all the, it was simply yeah. just giving a little bit more of what people wanted rather than trying to figure out some new sandwich that was going to knock them I, on their butt. I thought the best idea that McDonald's ever had was calling uh, one of their new burgers the Whopper. But that didn't work out. No, that uh, there's all kinds of infringements <laughs> on that. Speaking of infringement, we got to come back. Okay, when we come back, a, a, a lawsuit story and a cupcake that I'm going to show Bill live on the air that I that I wouldn't even eat. <laughs> and and you, you're not going to believe and, what and this. You, it, it, and it actually, almost, and you'll eat almost anything. It actually, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's actually interactive and the worst thing I've ever seen. It's up on our website right. at kfim640.com. Right. So we'll be we'll be back. Oh, we'll with talk An- about that in a minute. Andrew Zimmer. Uh, who will normally... Zimmern. Yeah, Zimmern, yeah. that's right. Who will we'll eat, eat a cockroach live on the air. Yeah, that's true. We'll be right back. KFI AM 640. Uh, this is uh, Mr... No, is it Bender? Yes, it is. Still Bender. KFI, Handle here, uh, July 21 on a Thursday 
Uh, Fork Report. Oh, I'm doing Handle on the Law, by the way. I haven't done that in weeks and weeks. I hope you didn't forget all that vast knowledge yeah, vast about knowledge. the law you Yeah, have. so top of the hour, right after... That would be horrible. Thank you so much, Neil. Uh, right at the top of the hour after uh, this segment, end of the show, I, and I'll tell you about the phone numbers, et cetera, as we uh, bail out of here. So in the meantime, back to the Fork Report with uh, Neil. And uh, uh, you were... Ta- was it an infringement story you were going to talk about well, first? Well, this is... We were talking about the wars that are going on between chain places, whether they're fast food or fast casual, there's just less to go around and people are really fighting for their mark. We talked about McDonald's. They're testing fresh hamburger patties instead of frozen ones in Dallas. Uh, They switched from margarine to butter. These these things seem small, but they're really quite huge. Carl's Jr., they're, they're talking about their real buttermilk in their biscuits all over the place, all over television. Uh, Denny's just this last uh, past week has this new breakfast weapon, which is pancakes made with real ingredients, basically buttermilk and vanilla and eggs and things like that. Well, I saw this story in uh, at the consumerist.com, which is a great, great website, by the way, consumerist.com. And they broke down this battle, this lawsuit that uh, Panera is suing former IT executive of theirs. And his new employer, Papa John's, over trade secrets. And it seems that, you know, these people have non-compete clauses up the, you know, wazoo. Now, I don't know what that means. That means they can't take proprietary information. I I get that. But I don't know legally how deep or how... Does that mean you can't go work for no, certain no, places? No, They can't stop you from working. Okay, so it's just you're not supposed propri- to take any for secrets. For example, a recipe. Okay. That they can't take. But I didn't know that you can – you have proprietary recipes of sorts, but you can't copyright a recipe because it's just a list of ingredients any more than you could copyright notes, musical notes. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, and, uh, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll answer that question uh, coming up. Poorly. On, yeah, on the on phone. Handle on that. <laughs> okay. But we, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, so, it is. I'm not so surprised So they're saying that he, he got this thumb, uh, thumb drive with all this stuff on it. Okay, okay, and then I wanted to move. We go from the pancakes of Denny's, the new pancakes of Denny's, to this cupcake that I saw. So you can flip that up. I want you to see that. Okay. And then the you press time. play. This is the first time Handel's going to see this video, which is up at KFIAM640.com. It's it's on the main page and also on the Fork Report page. Right. Okay, I'm just saying, I'll put the sound. Uh... Wow! <laughs> is that the nastiest that thing? That is spectacular! <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever seen now, that is supposed it, to be edible. I know. Now, it normally, uh, can I describe it? Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a, basically a pimple. Yeah, it's a zit. <laughs> it's a pancake. No. Or, excuse me, it's a, it's a cupcake that has, it's sort of reddish at the top. And then right there at the top, there's a white, uh, I it's guess. It's like a, a cream, cream filling. Cream, and you squeeze it, <laughs> and, you and the white it. comes out. Oh, so yes. So the, the pus and sebum oh, and I nastiness no, that no. is. But <laughs> would you eat? I don't think I could eat that. No, that's tough. I would. I just, how, and how It's would mechanical. It? Look at the way they squeeze oh, it. Oh, I know. It's perfect. It's made so that you can squeeze it. I know. So it, it comes, exudes. Yeah. And I looked at it. Over and over, yeah. and I said, I have to bring this to handle. And you have to see. And I don't get disgusted very easily. Like, if you were a baker, I think that's what you'd be making. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, Except I would also go for the blackhead version. Uh, <laughs> which is, you have to do both. Oh, that's so nasty. It is so, it's, so nasty. It is hilarious. And it's on the website, and it's truly, truly worth seeing. Except now, oh, look at this. 
there are real shots of abscesses on this page. Oh, does no, that switches over probably yeah, because of the keyword. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't know what looks worse, the, the cupcake or this. And these are medical uh, shots. That's All right. so nasty. Oh, horrible. And they're here in California, and I think they're uh, uh, Blessed Bakers or something is the blessed name. Blessed Bakers. Oh, that's blessed, even better. Blessed by Baking in California <laughs> is the bakery that's, that's created fantastic. these custom pimple cakes oh, made God. to look like a zit. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, boy. All right. That, that's Neil <laughs> so, uh, Saavedra with a Fork Report. It's every Saturday from 2 to 5 o'clock. Yep. Three hours of good fun. And uh, don't forget uh, the website. Yeah, and we're gonna. Uh, you can uh, find all of that at kfiam640.com. Keywords fork report. Okay. And this week we're we're having uh, a lovely lady coming on to make uh, homemade pasta. Ooh. And talking she's about gonna make it right pa- there. Yep. She's uh, gonna bring her hand crank and everything. Oh goodness. I'm not even gonna touch that line. Hand crank. Yeah. All right. Coming up. Handle on the law. Answering legal questions have not done that in weeks and weeks. So I'm giving you marginal legal advice off the air for future broadcasts, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534, and top of the hour lines are always open. So uh, if you if these have been building up, these legal questions, much like these, uh, much like these cupcakes, if it's been building up and you want to ask a legal question, just get on the horn and uh, dial 800-520-1534. Didn't old phones used to have hand cranks? Yeah, they did. And I didn't go there. In any case, Neil, thank you, sir, thank for you, joining buddy. us. Uh, we'll hear you on Saturday. And coming up, Shannon and Gary. Gary and Shannon from the Republican convention as it finishes up today. And tomorrow we'll talk about what happens tonight. This is KFI AM 640.